it's time for Cats Talk Wednesday. Small town and big city joined forces. Benny Hardy of Lynch, Kentucky, and Terry Brown of Louisville, Kentucky, team up to give you free-flowing, laid-back sports talk. Focus on Kentucky Wildcats, as well as pertinent information in the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball. As always, y'all know that's how we try to do. Even being so they put the big word pertinent in there because we try to bring pertinent stuff and TV uses big words and, you know, we got the English major and got the English in the jeans from Mama <laughs> B and the whole nine. That's right. So, uh, man, glad to be here, man. How's things up in the DSM? Doing fantastic, man. As a guy, you know, there's a big cornfield behind my house. Can hit it right now. So I guess I'm getting ready to put some corn or something down in that field. All right, all right, all right. Well, good stuff. We got another fun show. We'll uh, we'll get to our guy Jr. the boss man. Talk some NBA playoffs. Y'all remember him? We talked March Madness with him. But <clears throat> first and foremost, man, TV, we got to start with the news that hit our home state your home city directly with the shooting that took place in in louisville right by the ballpark and you know louisville better than i do i've been there a lot but you lived there your whole life so that was uh just good that's my hometown the thing about louisville is Yeah. Oh, you kind of glad. Oh, you kind of lagging a little bit, man. Oh, oh. So I definitely want to hear your thoughts. I want to froze. Sign to try something else. back. Okay. Yeah, we definitely get TB's thoughts on this. Tragic shooting that took place in Louisville. Uh, it's terrible to see, hear, read about, watch, no matter where you are, whether it's close to home or not. Uh, for to a time when things like this would be a thing of the past, crime, violence, man harming one another intentionally will be things that are becoming more and more commonplace. Uh, I could get TB back because he is from Louisville, born and raised. So if we're going to start the show with his thoughts on the sad events that took place. So bear with us. We'll get TB right back in here. And then we'll have JR, the boss man, as I send him a link as well. I'm going to do that right now. As here we go. We get here are the boss man in here in this little bit. We get TB on as he uh, gets the the mic in that situation straightened out. But it's just because you know, like you said, just look forward to a time when we won't see things like that anymore. We'll bring Terry T.B. Brown back because we definitely don't want to not get his thoughts on Louisville. We got you back now, man. Yeah, I don't know what it is going on. So uh, 
like I was saying, you know, gun violence, we've seen mass shootings literally everywhere. Uh, schools, churches, wherever. And it's only a matter of time before it touches uh, your community. And, and Louisville is a nice sized city, but it still has that where somebody you know knew somebody in the shooting. You know, I've seen on my Facebook feed and, you know, it's only a couple of degrees separation uh, for most fe- uh, most folks in Louisville. Uh, like I was telling you before we started, uh, I used to work at Humana downtown Louisville, two blocks from from the the, the shooting incident. That bank used to walk by that bank every day mm. because parking in downtown's at a premium. So most of us had to park at the uh, at Slugger Field and walk the cop- a couple of blocks to uh, to the uh, building. So I passed that every single day. And at eight o'clock in the morning, that's when people are, are, are coming in. So it's strange and surreal to just see a place that you know intimately, like where I worked for three years, like on national TV mm-hmm. because of that. And uh, I know politics and all that. We got to do better. You, you should not be able to buy one of these type of weapons and then four days later, just change a whole bunch of people's lives. And that's what we've seen. So um, devastated from my hometown. It's it's rarely great when you see your hometown on the news. Uh, but something like that is just, uh, it's just heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Um, and friend of the show, Drew Brown, he's a, a bank manager downtown. They were on lockdown. Um you know, my youngest uh, little miss, medium-sized miss anymore, you know, she goes to school downtown. And then uh, there was another shooting a couple of blocks away, unrelated, but just, so now you got to be specific about what shooting in downtown you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a lot going on. And um, man, I don't have all the answers because I'm not that smart, but it's just, so many lives upended and, and changed. So um, definitely sending prayers to my hometown. For sure, for sure. That's why I had to, had to start right off the bat with that, even as, as sad and tragic as it is. You know, like I said, while you were coming back home, whether it hits close to home or not, but this case, it couldn't hit closer to home for you, unfortunately. So definitely wanted to start off. Yeah, and so... Uh, you know, prayers for the families, the survivors, to the police officers that stepped up and and um, did what they've been trained to do. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a devastating situation all around. For sure, for sure. So uh, definitely, even though if we move on and talk playoffs and all that, it's it's not meaning we're not thinking about everybody in Louisville. Or- Oh yeah, or being calloused or, or anything like that. That's why I definitely wanted to, to start things off with it. Uh, our guest is in the BS3 Network green room. He's part of BS3 family as well. He hosts the Boss Man Show. Uh, he's on those Believe Sports Streets like I am as well. Uh, you can see him at bossmanshow.com. You can see all his work there. You can hear all his content there. We gave... Uh, 
recognition out to Adam Jacoby for being like the, the five-time member. I think I think Jr. the boss man, he's getting up there too as far as appearances on this show, man. He's he's popped on here a lot, uh, graciously. When we say friend of the show, we mean friend of the show. We ain't just saying that to say that. Uh, yeah, the boss man been a friend of the show for a long time now. <laughs> I hope I'm a friend of the show. <laughs> Many times I come over here and give y'all free knowledge. <laughs> he, he might be family of the show. He might. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Many times I put my job on the line, give me y'all real talk. <laughs> That's true, man. That's a good point, man. That's a good point. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I put my life on the line for you two brothers, man. Think about that. Well, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, family. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, brother TV family. Thank you. Uh, this is how we do. If y'all don't know, this is how we do. See, I already, I already laughing. Got tears in your eyes from laughing already. Man, ain't been on 30 seconds. And here we are cracking up already. <laughs> no doubt. That's what I do, brother. That's what I do. How y'all brothers doing, though? We making oh. it, man. We making it. But we got to talk about these NBA playoffs. Yes. yes. Yep. And and the Hawks last night, <laughs> is, it, is it still fool's gold? Or what, what do we think about Of course it's fool's gold. Of course. Come on, man. You got the Miami Heat's best player guaranteeing games, playing like trash. When your best player is Kyle Lowry, who Pat Riley was on his butt all year long by his weight, scored 30, 34 points and kept him in the game. And then, you know, people people missing shots, can't get a rebound. Yes, the Miami Heat owned the Atlanta Hawks. But you know what happened? In a one-game scenario on that one night, Everything for the heat that could go wrong went, went wrong. And the Hawks, even though they try like that, like, 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 get hard to give it away. Could not give it away. You know, you know what I thought last night being at Arena, guys? Heck, you guys have him score 24 points on Sunday. Put him in the game. He'll probably be better what you talking about here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what, 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 what are the heat? Who are the heat? Is that what we saw last night? Or you know, yes, you you saw the real Miami Heat, which is which is not saying much about Atlanta Hawks. Okay, <laughs> like look here, the Hawks were what forty one and forty one. I told I told you all this summer. You asked me about the Murray trade. What did I tell you this summer? Play in team mm-hmm. five hundred. Yo, was like, y'all didn't believe me. I said, I, the the Atlanta Hawks. Like, I don't like that back of my hand. I know them. I know what I this roster, and and, and you know I I do I am not here to harm my employment, but the media in Atlanta they act like Quinn Snyder is the, is the next the best thing since sliced since sliced bread. No, he has changed the spacing, but he is the fundamental team is what the team is. It's flawed. It's a five hundred team that on a, in a one game scenario can get hot and beat you. But over in a series against Boston, the brooms are coming out. Or a gentleman's week, five games. Mm. Let's be real. Like, the Atlanta media does not like Nate McMillan, okay? They take any chance they get to uplift Quinn Snyder and defend our point guard, who I will say this, where they'll smoke this fire. I don't – and I'm there every day. I'm not going to get into what it is, but let's just say – all these articles won't be coming out if they want some truth to it. Hmm. You see what, I, see what I'm saying? 
So, so the narratives in Atlanta media guys, because they don't like the they don't, don't like Nate McMillan to look to Quinn Snyder and over the top bit defend Trey Young because they don't want it to be true. Nobody is true. The thing I have noticed those random occasions I do call, catch Hawks games, which I don't find on purpose, but good it, man, it just feels like uh, the Hawks. Players don't rock with Trey Young. That's very much true. This is I'm gonna be real with you. On the road, Trey Young don't eat with his teammates. Think about that. Yeah. Trey Young arrives to the game in a sprinter van and leaves. Huh. Everybody else drives to the arena. He drives in a sprinter van. These are public known things. I'm not saying that nobody don't already know. Oh, but and 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 that's the thing too is how do you build? We know soup, there's a hierarchy, right? Your superstars do extra, but from my expect or my experience, I should say, the stars have to do something to get everybody else on board. You know what I mean? And you see people kind of taking shots at Trey Young, and his teammates don't rush to his defense. You know, yeah. he he falls down. He kind of got to get up on his own. That's They're the striking thing TV. to me, right? They're co-workers. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's like, hey, we're co-workers. And that's what we don't hang out. We're not cool like that. I work with you. And that's what uh, you know, not trying to change the subject totally. It's it's similar, but that's that's what Rudy Gobert found out the other night, too. Yes, and, you know, they're they're co-workers. He might think he should get respect from the guys because they gave up all that to get him, and he's got this, you know, big contract. But Cal Anderson and those boys don't. I mean, and like it's it's not fantasy basketball. You can just bring a guy in and it fits. They don't respect Man, both of their bees are, are not good fits for them. Cal right. or Gobert are good fits for them. Let's right. be real. And and, and, and for playing cats off, I, I think cats off. To be honest with you. And for playing Utah, the, those Timberwolves probably didn't respect Rudy when he was there, and now he's coming in supposed to be leading us. To, so it's no no doubt it's gonna be some some brush back. Think about this, guys. Rudy Gobert played for Quinn Snyder. Think about this. Rudy Gobert is really unplayable in in, in, in playoffs. You know why? If you go five out, who who is he guarding? It, it, Remember that the Clippers exposed that when they play Utah every time. Everybody they, started doing that, right? Yeah, you play five <laughs> out against Utah because he he plays drop coverage. He can't stop nobody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes. On on that Gobert thing, Vinny, did you notice the push from Torian Prince for Atlanta Hawk? Yeah, he that was like, yeah, I got to punch this fool. Boom. Yeah, you saw right there. They don't rock with dude. No, it's not. It's not a video game where you know you you trade for Rudy Gobert on PS Five. It's gonna go smooth. Cause you don't you don't have to do all the chemistry and off the court when you just plan your season or in dynasty mode or whatever. But when you know real life situations, that is, you gotta factor in all of that, and it don't always click. Yeah, nah, they don't they don't rock with dude at all, man. Do what they do, they ain't rocked with like that out there. Mm. They wish they never got in there. They do that trade over again. They'll do that trade over again if they could. Who's more? Unrockwithable, Rudy or Trey? Since we both, I know I just made up that word, unrockwithable, but they both I, similar, man. It I'm, fits. <laughs> well, really, well, really, I would say Trey Young because I think he's more flagrant with his. Mm. 
He do his own thing. He don't care what you think. You know, he's on come in, sprint a van and leave. He's on, he's on do he's on do his own thing. He doesn't eat with you on the road. This is what he does. This was who he do it. But it's not that even in Oklahoma, he eat with his teammates. And I think, and I'm just on the outside looking in. I don't know these people. It seems like Rudy wants to be that guy. And, you know, he's just not. Like, for whatever reason. And I was trying to think of somebody else that was like that, that just, it's kind of like Russell Wilson. <laughs> like, teammates just not rocking with you, right? Like, I've just never seen a defense call out the quarterback like they did in Seattle. And I would say kept it moving. Spencer Dinwiddie's like that when he was with, with the Wizards. He was like that. And with the Knicks the first time. Hmm. He's like that to a degree. You know? And like, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if y'all are Laker fans or not, but hey, look, the the GM is a dirty is a dirty dude, man. He tried to make Russell Russell be the scapegoat for the roster he built. Look what he's doing it with the Clippers. Oh yeah, I you know look, I'm a I'm a Laker fan to be to be keeper one hundred, but I'm under no uh, pretenses that LeBron is always innocent with this stuff. I know when Lakers he are struggling, is the ultimate passive aggressive joker. I will yeah. see him on Sunday in Memphis. I will tell the GM, I know what you are. <laughs> but I, I, I know one of your fans on the Big Street Network who thinks you ain't nothing either, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how you was gonna approach this. I didn't know if you I was like, you gonna be in Boston? Are you gonna be in Memphis? Like which team gonna you gonna be? be I'm gonna be in Atlanta, then I'm gonna go to then I'm gonna go to Memphis. Okay. Then I'm gonna go back to Boston and be in Memphis on that win. The Grizzlies played game two Wednesday. They'll be at the Canopy Canopy Hotel fans of the of the GM in Memphis. The Canopy Hotel go seeing. <laughs> <laughs> Now, TV, you being the Lakers fan, I, come playoffs, you know, being from Kentucky, not having a pro team, I, I listen to sports talk from different areas of the country just to see. So I was listening to some L.A. stuff. <clears throat> a Laker fan called in, said, I'm a, I'm a lifelong Laker fan. And we we saw how, you know, L.A. won, but they, they struggled. They was down and down and down. And, you know, then A.D. fouls kindly and, you know, we got overtime and, this guy says, I'm a lifelong Laker fan, and we know how we feel about the former Cats before they get to these pro cities, but he said, Anthony Davis is the most annoying Laker I've ever watched due to, you know, he's, he's injury prone. Then they, sometimes when he plays, this, you know, some of these fans aren't caring for him. Do you, is he annoying for you to watch as a Lakers fan? If you separate the he played for UK and just strictly as a Laker is he annoying to you, or you just? I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there because that's what I heard today. I'm not gonna say a negative word about Anthony Davis. <laughs> However, I, you know he, he he hits the ground too much for a big man. Like you you gotta, as my dad used to say, you playing in the post, you gotta put some weight in your ass and put your back on somebody, right? Jr. I think you're talking about. You know, cat is the same way, like. If you seven foot, go be seven foot, right? Unless yes. you were built like Kevin Durant, you seven foot, you need to go be able to at least put your back on somebody and go get a bucket. 
like Embiid does, right? If you're going to be seven foot, be like Giannis. Put your back on somebody do something, right? That was the big thing we had about uh, Dwight Howard. Like, he looked great, but you got to be able to put your back on some, put your back on somebody and go get me a bucket if you say you're that dude. And I wish AD would play closer to the basket. That That's me. But I ain't going to say nothing too negative about it. Yeah, I, just, I, I will. He's frail. He's he he's soft with that molasses. Both him and cat. I know Thank I know you. that yo UK guys, you know, but they are soft as molasses. They'll fall over the wind blows. They can't do nothing. I'm tired of his unibrow as well. I'm tired of his he's he clutch sports as well. He can't do nothing right. He fired Mike Conley, all that stuff. They will they will go down in flames, Benny, to those uh Memphis Hootlooms. Oh, Memphis. Oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> it will go down to Jawa Rant and his, his boys. And it's and his, and his set. Jawa Rant. And his set. <laughs> Did y'all see that food? That food, Brooks, is what he, his, his, his hair on Sunday. Y'all see looking, that crap? It looked like Boosie Collins. That's all right. Yeah, like, was, looking like yeah. Superfly. What are you doing? What is Dylan Brooks doing? What, what, what is he doing? I don't know what he's I don't doing. know. Look, all I got to say is this. I love the 901, right? We've established that. My mom is from 901. This ain't the place where you want to play dress up. No. This ain't the place where you want to be a dress up thug. If you with it, then be with it. But don't be pretending. Because Bro, you live in Eads, bro. You live in Eads. Come on, my man. <laughs> you live in Eads, my man. You live, out to, you live out to a Lakeland Arlington, my dude. You ain't hard. Yeah, that, that that's my only that's my Stop only it, John Warrant. Stop <laughs> it, Warrant. Before you get a real one in real life. <laughs> he's like, what, 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 hey, what did my man Easy E say? He's like, wanna be gangster in that song, Real MF and G's about mm, Dr. Yeah. Dre. <laughs> Back in yeah. the day. Mm -hmm. Now, what about what about Zion? He, he says he can do everything. He edit Winslow. What? <laughs> <laughs> He he can do everything, but yet he's not. You know, he 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 almost said stuff, and you're like, man, what? It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Dude is just not there, man. I don't know what he got going on. Well, you know, his team is trash anyway because that fool McCollum got hit. I want to change the real. I do that because I'm gonna answer it. But McCollum. Grant Williams, all these jabronis who sign that horrible CBA, the punch with the war is because you mad at they beat your ass. Really? Like McCollum, whatever. But yes, Willie Green, I love him from Atlanta Hawk. I feel bad for him. Because Zion Williamson is so explosive, guys. He gets hurt easily. It's like how Derrick Rose was. Some guy that's so explosive that they become injury prone because your body wasn't made to explode that way. Now, yeah. They, he don't want to get the blame that they flame out. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for him to say, I was hurt. I come back fresh next year. Then, you know, not be a 100% per se and go out there. It was Zion played. So Zion could have did mm -hmm. this is mental, bro. He don't want to be in the offseason with, mm -hmm. with that with that on, on his heart, my man. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Because it was. 
he said he could do everything, and it was it was almost you know Randy Moss. I play what I want to play. It's how I kind of <laughs> I kind of came across. I think he is the one to be blamed for when it goes south. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and that that's a valid. I mean, it's not a valid, but it's understandable, right? It, you don't want to be the reason uh, your team doesn't advance because that's a narrative. So you may as well cover your, you know. Yeah, and OKC could beat them. And it would be funny to see OKC play Minnesota and beat them. Yeah. I, I thought Oklahoma City this year they were trying to tank. They won too much. And then but they they I said they they said kind of in the offseason they wanted to tank because your boy Chet Holmgren went down and it was just look, I don't I don't know all the names in the NBA like I used to. I used to know I just remember uh, the John Crotties and those names from way back when. I don't know it like I you but looking at Oklahoma City's roster, I'm like You played for the Hawks too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, John <laughs> yes, he did with John Conkack, Tree Rollins. All oh my guys. god, back when I used to be a Hawks fan, but well, but I'm looking at the uh Oklahoma City, I'm like, who are these dudes? And then they just kept winning, they kept staying, you know, in playoff contention. I'm like, yeah. are they trying to tank or what? Yeah. They, they just trust kept me. winning, but I was one to lose, but but the team just same with Utah, Utah won too much. They want to lose too. But you know, when you get it inside of a game, unless you just down to the wire, you ain't gonna really tank away to cut if you were a heel head coach, you know what I'm saying? The foot the tanking happens at the front office level. On right on the court, when you get in the middle of that game, unless you're really trying to end the year trying to get a certain position, you don't, you don't try to win the game. Dallas. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't they do that against the Hawks when they missed all their free throws that last Sunday? See what I'm talking about? Yeah. Chicago yeah. Bulls did. I should be on vacation right now. <laughs> I'm not. I should, I should be in Guadalupe right now <gasps> with this African honey that knows I'm on the way to come see her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. Thanks a lot, Bulls and Mavericks. <laughs> Just messing your plans up, man. Mm. Yes, man. Yes. <laughs> so is Kyrie gonna get big money from Dallas? They're gonna have to pay him at least three years at the max. Three. Because okay. you have you traded away your assets for him, Finney Smith. You've traded away, you know, guys who can defend. Dan and, and and so, Brunson is gone too. Yeah, that that mistake too. So are you gonna let him walk for nothing? You know, two years ago, lose Lucas number 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 two man for nothing. So you haven't had to pay him. You're but, in the corner. But that's Dallas's MO. I mean, you look at what they gave Dirk to work with. Yes. I mean, that just seems to be what that like, hey, we got this big foreign guy, this big foreign yes. white guy that's great, but we're not gonna give him anything to work with. Yes. And all the swings and misses. I was listening to I think Vinny Goodwill and Amin El Hassan. You know, try we're gonna try to get DeAndre Jordan, and that didn't work. You get Porzingis and he's physical and not really you don't know is he healthy is he not all these guys and all these moves they tried to make and it hasn't worked out and kind of like the cowboys eventually you, you gotta look at jerry jones you you gotta look at mark cuban even though he kind of mm-hmm. teflon and doesn't catch a lot of heat and then you got the 
you know, inner office, whatever scandal they had going on on top of that with the mm-hmm. sexual stuff. So a lot of messy stuff with Dallas, even though you really don't kind of think of it, but when you sit and look at it, they've had a lot of issues since he's been mm-hmm. down there. Yeah, and I feel bad that our brother TD works for them. I I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for that brother. Yeah, I do. He's a, a great cat man. A great cat man. Now he he he's a cat man I like. Yeah, <laughs> you can't you can't not like double zero now. Yeah, like, he's a. Like I see him in every Hawks game, so I love I love that brother. Yeah, you have some good chats through free game. <laughs> <laughs> good chats, uh, free game. Uh, and yeah. he, he knows my real thoughts on some live things. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't say on BS3 Network because I, I still like having a job. Unless y'all, gonna, unless y'all, unless y'all, y'all gonna pay for my pension, family. <laughs> <laughs> we understand. We understand, man. We understand. You can't mess with the 401k. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. He is. So, so who do you got coming out of the East? Is it is it Giannis and the Bucks? Even though Middleton's hurt, is it Boston? Are they going to get back to the finals? We know you. We know it's not going to be the Hawks, so we don't. Oh, we yeah, take them out of the equation. Yeah, we'll be done probably the twenty third <laughs> or twenty fifth at best. Thank God for that. I am coming to the I'm, Guadalupe. I'm coming. I'll be there soon, Guadalupe. Trust me, I'll be there soon. But, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> I will say it'll probably Boston. Ooh. Wow. Mm. I, I remember I was Atlanta Hawk, man. Bud was in Atlanta. I know Bud. But don't make adjustments. And Boston is willing to make adjustments. And Mills is not all the way back. And so I do believe that, hey, Boston has, has, has enough on their bench Enough pieces to play with that, that, that Milwaukee does that they will win in six or seven games going to the NBA Finals. Okay, out west the draw is looking good for Golden State. You know, you you in the Memphis side of the bracket. You got you got Sacramento, Memphis potentially to get to the front, conference finals against a bloodbath of Denver. Phoenix Clippers. So you 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 got Wiggins coming back too. Work him. So about time that comes around, you've in that groove. And let's say you really want to try to best with them on their last dance because the McCollum CBA is going to break up the Warrior Dynasty. Mm. And on that last dance, stop them. I don't think so. We'll see a Boston Golden State rematch. Ooh. I don't know what'll happen in that. But I do know if you make Brown and Tatum go left, they're very much any inefficient. Golden State was good at that. What's what's going to do Philly in this year? Since I mean, you clearly picking Boston. What's what's going to be the Achilles heel, the kryptonite, the the bad gas in the tank for whatever you want to call Doc it? Rivers, <laughs> Doc Rivers, trust me, Doc Rivers. <laughs> oh, they're, they're my, uh, Joel, <laughs> Joel, 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 James, yeah, Doc Rivers. <laughs> Always Doc Rivers, the former Atlanta Hawk. Always Doc Rivers. Ooh. I like the man personally, but he's a choker. Man. And wait, but what is he's stubborn? Mm. Need another coach is stubborn, and he plays his bench when he shouldn't. Look, playoffs, 
Look, they ain't playing. Bring my stars back in. You have a day off in between. They don't know about the playoffs. Just take the bench out. He tends to want to play his all bench lineups and lose leads. Yeah, they have those. They blow plenty of leads this year. You're right. Yes, a lot of, a lot of twenty point leads that you look up and they they get. Yes, he plays the and he won't call a timeout either. Mm. It and the 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 thing too is is MB can he stay healthy for two months? Yeah, mm. who and he falls too much too. Yeah, well, you know, you know, everybody's got jokes on my Lakers and deservedly so with Anthony Davis, right? But my thing up against uh, uh, Phoenix is. You got Durant and his Achilles and CP3. You banking on them to be healthy. For and two Booker's months. groins are not good. Right. Yeah. Hamstrings. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you're banking on them to be healthy for two months. Same way with Embiid, right? Like, we don't know what we're going to get out of them. I mean, Anthony Davis was player of the month this last NBA month. And I'm like, well, that's kind of dooming us for the playoffs. He's going to miss some time. Peaking too soon. Hey, like he played play like, a whole month. Look here, this man is gonna get is getting out of his bed away from being out for the year. Get out of his bed. Oh, I tore my growing get out of my bed. I, I I tell you, uh, Jr. You know he's a Kentucky guy. AD is, but I think the most amazing thing that Coach Cal's ever done was keeping Anthony Davis healthy for an entire season. Yes. <laughs> Because out, outside of that, because I think he missed time like in high school. I think he was injured in high school. And the stretch of Kentucky has probably been as healthy as he's been. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, that, and Baylor, and we thought he blew his knee out against Baylor. In the oh, tournament. yeah. Almost, almost, almost poo pooed my pants and said a lot of bad words. He fell Ooh. down, JR, grabbed his knee, and I said, Oh, come on. Ooh. But the whole, he was the okay. whole state just went. Uh, whole, whole everybody's state. heart stopped. Oh, everybody's heart stopped. <laughs> but so you got Golden State and you got and you got Boston in a rematch of the finals. Yeah, Golden State got, got, got a great draw. You on the Memphis side of the draw. You gotta go through the Kings, who they the Kings. Memphis they own they they, they made Memphis head. Yeah. Then you waiting on Denver Clippers, you know, Phoenix. You think Denver gets to the conference finals? No. Is is it time that we 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 have a talk about Djokovic? Because Vinny and I have talked about it before. If he wins the MVP this year, that's three MVPs, and he will be the only three-time MVP winner to not be Finals MVP, not just play for a championship, but every other three-time winner has been Finals MVP. Should we talk about that a little bit? You need to call Mr. Farrakhan about that. <laughs> I mean, when you look at the 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 I call Mr. Farrakhan about that. The when you start looking at three-time MVPs, that's a short list. Yeah. The three the, it's Magic, Bird, and uh Moses, who I think is underrated. When we start talking about all these all-time greats. People don't talk about Moses Malone enough. Yeah, how many, Moses Kareem, Malone how many Kareem got? Six. Okay. I mean, I'm talking about Jokic is a good player. He gets the people involved. He does a lot of things, but he's not going to win you a title. And and so Bomani Jones and other people have talked about this. When it comes to basketball, and I've explained this to my wife, you know, other sports, you're very independent on 
a lot of other things going on. But basketball, all you need really is one dude to kind of exert his will. That's what we look for in basketball, right? Take over the game, yeah. Where you can just look at, okay, he's not letting his team lose. Those are the performances that we live for, right? Like Steph in game five last year, I think it was, at Boston, you know, the nighty night game, and Giannis a couple years ago with that 40-point, 20-rebound performance. Can Jokic do that? And that, to me, uh, Vinny and I talk about all the time, you've got your Hall of Famers, right? But then you've got that VIP of the Hall of Fame. Right, I'm gonna you tell got, you, Jokic. Watch, look, when Denver played Golden State, Draymond Green, Otto Porter, and Bielitsa contained him. You have time to game plan against him; he can be contained. You know, because and I'm gonna be honest with you. In, in, in the regular seasons, that's about we're gonna, we're gonna run our stuff. Right. Well, no, nobody's really scouting game planning stuff, right? Right, when I think you said that. I, I think you've said this before. You know, the, the playoffs, the regular season, the playoffs. Yeah. You're game planning, right? So look, we're gonna load up to Jokic, make it tough on him, make everybody else beat us. So that means Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon. You gonna show up? <laughs> and can you all beat this team? Because I'll let I'll live with Jokic going crazy. I'll live with you not – if you can beat me, beat me. I'm not letting you go crazy. You know, it forced them to be one-on-one on team. Same with the Hawks. Like, let's be real. You're throwing Marcus Smart, Derek White, Brown, Tatum, and Horford, that five out, confidence with, you know, Pritchard if you wanted to, that annoying Grant Williams, Robert Williams, <sighs> you know – you're throwing people like that, Malcolm Brogdon, Mike Muscala, former Hawk, and the B team Celtics beat the Hawks on Sunday. I was just there. You know, so you can't just have your little ice cold, whatever you, whatever you doing, whatever that crap is, whatever you doing, Jabroni. You can't do that against <laughs> Boston. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Now, so you know. The the theme that you hit on with a lot of these coaches who have been at their place for a long time or had multiple jobs for a lot of years, but these dudes don't make adjustments. You, I'm not putting words in your mouth. Jenkins, yeah, I'm not putting words in your mouth. But if if based on what you said, if if Tibbs had adjusted, the Knicks should have knocked Atlanta out last year. But Tibbs didn't adjust. Doc Rivers done the just, Jenkins done the just, Bud done the just. So on the flip side, who who are the best at not being stubborn and making adjustments? Who's your top? Ty Lue is the best in the NBA. It's Ty Lue. Ty Lue makes adjustments game to game, quarter to quarter, minute to minute. He is the best I've seen in this crop of coaches. Last night, Eric Spostra made adjustments mid game last night. In, in Cleveland, Bickerstaff does a good job of making, making adjustments as well. You know, so but a lot of these coaches, Steve Kerr makes adjustments mid-game as well. It, it makes it has impact. I haven't watched enough OKC and Mark Detton to tell you about him. I know Chris Finch in Minnesota, no, no adjustments. 
Darvin Ham came from the Atlanta Bud Tree. No adjustments at all are being made there. It's play our system. Do it better. Play harder. You know what I'm saying? Also, with Monty Williams, no adjustments are being made. Because in that series against the Bucks in the finals, he made no adjustments. He 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 he, he, was, he kept doing the same thing and lost four games in a row. You know what I'm saying? So there are coaches like that, Mike D'Antoni and another guy. Fun offense, no adjustments, though. Joe Mazzulu Celtics makes, makes adjustments. So you'll see when the Nick Nick's in the click cast play. With whatever Tib does game one, he's on duty at the whole series. And ain't changing. These guys are so stuck to their system, we'll do it better, and it will know. Well, you got to have a little bit of flexibility from game to game, right? Not these guys. I mean, I, I'm just saying I would assume that would be the recipe for success is to have a little bit of flexibility off your base principle. Again, I don't coach at a high level. I don't coach at any level. I'm but, just saying. Okay, okay, watch this. Last year, game seven at Boston. They let that clown Grant Williams make like 12 threes for playing from playing elbows and you know elbows and boxes saying hey shoot threes over us because Bud believes shoot threes and pack the paint wouldn't adjust and lost. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of these guys don't adjust like last year against the Miami Heat. David Miller tried to make adjustments with Trey Young, but he didn't agree to DHOs to game three. Also, some of the players that want to adjust as well. So uh, as we put a bow on all this, so is Atlanta just stuck in that purgatory? Of yes, purgatory. Yes, of yes, purgatory. We we are what we were. Like remember the, the Mike Woodson, Joe Johnson Hawks, they had the Al Horford Hawks. Hawks always get good enough. You're stuck, stuck in the middle. You get that, that one lucky run to the finals with Bud. We had with Bud. We had it with with, with Nate Millen, and I, we're stuck in the I, middle. I'm even talking about the Mookie Blaylock, Steve Smith Hawks. Yeah, I was a child that, then, yes. That just, it's like when Dominique left, and Vinny, I know. For, Dom, for, Danny, for Danny Manning, for two months, Danny Manning. But when, when Dominique left, it's like the Hawks just like, they, for most of my adult life, they've been good enough to make the playoffs. I think the Bulls played them. Like two or I three remember years. we should have won like we should have won game one and we won and we won game three. Then we got beat three games in a row after that. Right. I was, I was yeah. at the Omni when we won up two one on the Bulls. And but the Bulls would always try to make short work of the Hawks back when it was a five game first mm-hmm. round, right? Mm-hmm. They were like, We gotta get through them to rest. That's what the, the Bulls just saw the Hawks as something. Oh, you just got to, you know, just a little small challenge. You got to get, get over before the playoffs really start. Right. That one year, like, was, one year was the Bullets. They had to beat C-Webb and Juwan. Right. And you get know, rid of them and get Ross right. out the way. And, you know. But but you but you look at the Hawks, it's like they've never really been terrible, but they haven't been good. They haven't been great. They've just been there. Like, yeah. they'll make the playoffs, but. Ain't nobody thinking they're gonna make any noise. Yeah, in the we, had, we had some lean years now after the lockout, the the, the Terry Stotts, Lauren Kruger years. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. I, I, I remember those days very. I stand corrected. 
Then you go for Mike Woodson to Larry Drew. Then Ooh. you go to Bud. Then, then we tank to get Mister whatever he, that 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 jabroni. Then we get we now we back in the middle of yeah yeah Boy. ice jabroni. <laughs> Your buddy. <laughs> yeah, the ice jabroni. The I the the, the non ice man Chico the Your your buddy <laughs> Chico Latino Heat Latino. Uh. But you you know you you go to Gladys Nice restaurant with him at every game. Y'all y'all hanging out and eating out. But but to me as a life fan, that's the worst place to be. Is just yes, middle, middle, yes. 41 and 41. You're gonna make the playoffs. There's no real avenue to get better. What do you do? Well, it's gonna be hey, the new the new CBA guy is gonna cost decisions because you're not going to be in the look. Mr. Tony Russell's not putting in the tax, okay? Ain't happening. So, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Bogdanovich, John Collins Capella, because I can see Sadiq Bay taking John Collins' spot. You got O'Connell taking Capella's spot, and the rookie's not playing Griffin. Now, the same media that on Nate Miller for not playing the young guys, Quinn Stoddard's not playing Griffin. But I, it's crickets on that, though. But tell me why. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you 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 gotta have because being in the middle is just the worst. You know what I would do? Start over. Trade. Yeah, moving <laughs> him. They move moving trade. Just gonna is it a trade or is this contract? Trade him. Walk? Just trade. Okay. Start over from scratch. Just, mm-hmm. This this team is not gonna win a championship with this iteration. I'm sorry, it's not gonna do it. You look, bro. On defense in the playoffs, you're playing four on five. Mm-hmm. They gonna they gonna hunt Trey Young and pick and rolls. Cause he don't care about defense. Yeah. Okay, watch this. They gonna probably try to hide. They try to, to try to hide him on Smart or Derek White. But what are they gonna do? Run ball screen actions, dribble handoff actions to force you to guard Tatum or Brown. Yeah. And what you gonna do, Trey? Right, right. Unlike Tom Thibodeau, unlike Doc Rivers, Missoula will hunt Trey Young off Derek White. Or and this is this is one thing I know though, Vinny. You never want to try to guard a Brown one on one. Oh, okay. Listen to that. Listen, I don't want yes. to be on an island with TV. You don't want me out there and the teammate saying by yourself. Head up on TV, okay. I see. I, I will guard TV. My, 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 my individual defense is still pretty, pretty damn good. At, at, at this stage of the game, it doesn't take much to to guard to guard me. I'm, I'm still looking for an old man rec league here in uh, 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 in Des Moines, but uh, I, I need to get back out there and play. Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm yes. I look I, I my jumper is still wet, brothers. I, I can still shoot. I still got there and play, you know, so I have no problem. I told TD, even in his advanced age, I will take you down, sir. I'm good. I'm good running up and down. It's the change in direction, which you have to do in basketball. That's where <laughs> if I'm leaning this way, 
I'm just gonna keep going this way. Like this, <laughs> you know, there, there there ain't no there ain't no back and forth on that. So. Right. Look yeah. here. I told I told TD, I said, man, you, your boy has him is six years old and you still playing ball, man. What wait, why are you ain't playing? <laughs> hey, so let's see. You you said you were a child with Mookie Blaylock. So what are you mid thirties, late thirties? I'll be forty next year. Four. Okay. So boy, 80, 84. Four. Oh yeah, he's seven years younger than us. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Vinny, Vinny and I are old enough to remember when Michael Jordan was a gunner that was never going to win. Like that was the <laughs> that was the prevailing wisdom. Was Michael Jordan was never going to win anything, even after that sixty-three point. I remember game. as a yeah. five-year-old kid watching the NBA on CBS, not NBC. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. C- CBS yeah. with Dick Stockton. That was a big time. Hey, he Dick that had Sunday a great voice. game. Yeah, that was that was a big. T- that game meant something. Yeah, then I remember NBC, of course. So yeah, I go from, I go from CBS to NBC. So that's yeah. where. Uh, that's why I can remember basketball. I remember being a Hawks ball boy, being a Hawks basketball camp. I remember Dazar and, and, and Lenny Wilkins. Yeah, Dazar the Telestrator. That's right. <laughs> Mike Fratello. That's, mm-hmm. that's taking it back a little bit. Yeah. Back when he yes. had that perm, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and get this, Dazar does the broadcast for the Clippers still. Oh, I was about to ask what's he doing now. Is wondering. he still doing Okay. Yes. Well, good for him. I oh, love man. Mike Fratello. Yes. He was, he was good for television. Yes. You, who else I like too is Doug Collins. Yeah. When he does games. Well, yeah. Doug Collins might have got him in trouble. Well, that's true. But <laughs> you know who I miss doing games? Bill Walton. <laughs> Throw it down, big man. Throw it down. And mm. I love that left shrimp. <laughs> the, the, Bill Walton on the college games on the Pac 12. The game is incidental to whatever he's talking about. And no, I that's love too late for me, man. That's too, I'm sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm sleep. Because <laughs> he be talking about stories. I'm like, where is this going? This yeah. got nothing to do with the game on the TV. Yeah, it's just... Or it's like something so existential, like, what? I gotta I gotta get my Google box out. And it's... what he's talking about. You know who and I the... love though? Hubie Brown, who lives in oh, man. This Hubie Brown coached the Kentucky Colonels to the championship. 89 years old, still doing games. And still dropping knowledge. I mean, you learn something every single time. The dude is still, hey. And he talks in the second person, which sounds ridiculous, except for Hubie Brown. (laughs) He's the only person that can talk about you doing this. Like, I'm not out here. What are you talking about? But yes, Hubie Brown yes, is great. Yes, you get the ball screen, come to the elbow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. There you go. It only works for you. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, they be dishing out praise. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully he'll call a Hawks game. I'll see him. He's a, he's, he's a nice man. Really? He's a very nice man. I, I love him to death. But yes, there's the czar, which for the Clippers with my man from Tennessee State, Robert Covington, Roco, mm. Tyloo. Played my man more, Tyloo. Came to the flags for him and, bit, and late, put 29 on the Memphis wannabe gangsters, okay? That's it. He, That's he, it. Touched the, he touched the wannabe gangsters, the Memphis wannabes, okay? She made mm. them a new name, the Memphis wannabes. <laughs> And as I said earlier, that is not the city you want to be pretending. 
Mm-hmm. I have been out and about in Memphis. I ain't trying to pretend to be nothing. My cousins had me some places. I'm like, I don't know if I should be here. Bro, I, I was on Kirby at the courtyard. I saw Negroes getting their cars broken in at the courtyard on Kirby. Okay. Hey, I ain't uh, about that life. Germantown. I, look, yeah. Germantown's yep. where my folks are. Look, I ain't trying to be like that. Are yep. you damn? I am not, sir. <laughs> I am not. I am not even from. Where am no, I? You, you probably shouldn't say that. You probably should not say you're not from there. You shouldn't say that. You should just not shut probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> Y'all go to the mound out there too. Y'all go to the mound. Yes, I look I'll be going on ones. I, I gotta be on Lamar. I'll be on Bunton. I'll be on Hollywood. I'll be in Fraser. I'll be on I'll be in Black Haven. I'll be on Airways. <laughs> hey, Airways, hey, hey, there you go now. Hey, all right. Yeah, also, I'll be on Hats Cross. I'll be on Germantown Road sometime too. I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna say too much because I'm I'm trying to keep my 401k JR. So I ain't gonna try to put too much out there, but yeah, that is, look not, that is not the spot to be fronting. Yeah. No, 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 Mr. Warrant and your homies. Mm-hmm. Do not, Mr. Warrant, for you catch a real one. Yeah, and right. why does his daddy Usher not well, I know why, because Usher's getting his bills paid by the son. That's why. Mm, yeah. Because somebody need to talk to him. He did. It can't be Usher. Usher right. can't talk to him. Usher is for said, I, I like to be in the front row with my with my Casamigos and my shades and my mm-hmm. Balenciaga outfits. Yeah. <laughs> and if that's so and if, and if Usher's living his best life, guys. If that's the example, then that ain't you know, you you hate to see and hope it don't get any worse. And hope you don't and I will be getting me like, some growl tiles for you the fans. You want to get a growl? So I hit the box man up. I will sell you a growl tile from Memphis on. Oh. I get one on Sunday. Get you a growl tile. All right. Okay. Get you a growl tile from Vegas morning, baby. <laughs> man, we looking forward to your coverage. All your traveling to to Boston, to Memphis, to Atlanta, and you know everything you can put up on baby. content. We we we're looking forward to it. And if the clip was advanced after the Hawks lose, and I get back from my vacation. I would go to see my man Robert Covington with Clippers and give y'all some West Coast coverage. They advance. All right. Because I, I have to get to the Islands, brothers. I need to go to the Islands. And, and I, need, I, need, I need to wipe all this chick on the bars off me. Yeah. <laughs> Got to recuperate. We understand. Got to recuperate. Yeah, I, I, Benny, I am traumatized, Benny, every day. It's been a long season. Yes. Uh, hey, Chico got another black man fired, man. Come on. <laughs> hey, yeah. look, come on, Chico. Why yeah. you do this to the black man, Chico? Maybe maybe they start over from scratch after this season. Maybe you get your wish. We'll see. I hope I get my wish. I will go help him move. <laughs> I will be the first one in this gated community. I will help your ass out of here. <laughs> JR showing up with boxes, man. That's right, man. That's how we're going to say. Hey, what did Martin say? Get the stepping. <laughs> Step. <Get out laughs> Step. <laughs> JR, man. the boss, man. We appreciate you. are not you. just friends. You family. It's Thank true. you. If when I you come back, in, you family. I'm going to get my 401k from you guys. I get fired, okay? All right. Entertaining <laughs> the fans here. I might get fired, but hopefully we'll, we'll, it'll work. We'll, we'll put a little something on your books. We'll see what yeah, we can man. do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scrap up a little something. We'll get some change together. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Good brothers. Uh, I'm to join you guys, man. It's fun as always, man. Man. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, JR. We appreciate it, man. man. All right. Appreciate you guys. Y'all be safe, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it.
JR the Bossman, bossmanshow.com. Family, like you said, been up in here many times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always uh, have good conversations with that man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, look, the NBA playoffs, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I went to bed on the Lakers last night. Ooh. I was I was watching. Look, I can't do the West Coast like I used to. I, I was trying to explain to the to the to the white like, look, yeah, I'm a Lakers fan. But when the Lakers were the Lakers, right? You know, the three peat, those games, and then uh uh Kobe and Powell later on, that made for a tired TB because every game is tipping off at 10 o'clock Eastern time. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh also following West Coast teams, West, you know. Uh, you you watch the game. You can't really go to bed right after that, mm-hmm. and so you know it's it, it it's rough to live in the East Coast and follow a West Coast team. And so I kept watching. I'm like, man, the Hawks tried giving the game away last night, right? And then the Timberwolves tried to give it away, and for most of what I was watching. The Lakers are like, no, nah, we good. And I'm like, man, y'all got to do something. And I said to myself, listen, it's in the third quarter. I need three stops. The Lakers need to give me three stops for me to want to invest in staying up late tonight. Okay. <laughs> and it never happened. I'm like, come on, man. They got within one. And then Minnesota going to run. I'm like, I'm not watching this. Mm-hmm. It's late. I'm tired. I'm old. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I take up my nighttime ibuprofen. I need to go to bed. Yeah, sorry, kicking in on you, man. You gotta... Yeah, you know, I don't wash my face, put my stunt like getting drowsy. <laughs> man, I saw a tweet. Somebody put out like, "What is your, uh, you know, what's your hooping ritual?" I said it used to be looking good. Now it's like I got to put this Ben Gay on. I have to stretch. You know, I used to laugh at the old dudes would come up and they would spit. They would come up. You know what I'm talking about. They would come up, you running. And they're like, hey, you want to run? No, nah, I'm good. And he'd be over the side stretching. He'd be like, you know, a game or two worth of stretching. That's hilarious. That's funny. That's weird. Now that's me. Yeah, you need one? No, no, I'm good. Y'all, I got a, my hips, my hip flexors. Mm-hmm. When you're young, you don't even know what your body parts are. But I know about my hip flexors. I know what I need to do to all that, yeah, do all that. But uh, I done went with some little plantar fasciitis insoles because now the the bottom of the, the foot, you get that little stretch, the little ligaments thing. And like, so I'm like, man, this ain't this ain't right. Until you get moving around, it'll kind of ease up. So I, I done put a little insole in my shoes. You got insoles now, Vinny? I'm, I I went with the plantar fasciitis insole because we hooped the other day. Let's see, you just you just you was forthcoming with what you just did. Then I say something and I just embarrass you. But, <laughs> but I was like, man, why is my this this little foot pain? But I did. We played a couple. We played ball a couple Saturdays. Got a little gym down here and knocking rust off. Knocking a couple years of rust off. Didn't play much during COVID. So that whole you know your lungs is shot the yep. whole 
you know, your back going to get tight. You got, like you said, you got to, you know, stretch all that out. It's, yeah, it's a whole, it's a process. <laughs> Absolutely. Which, you know, you're looking at the Tom Brady, like, man, Tom Brady, you as old as me. What do you, why you keep doing this, man? <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing this? The preparation for him to do, yeah. It can't be fun. We just talking about pickup at the gym. He, but yeah, they're playing in the. But look at what LeBron does to keep going, and he's you know an alien. But like that can't be fun. That's what uh, Andrew Luck said. He's like, you spend more time rehabbing. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. Like that's not why you go to the NFL. It's to rehab and come back from injury. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's but, it. The, but the but the Lakers won. Uh, you know, all it takes Memphis is Memphis. Just get just get one. Just get one of the first two and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Just split in Memphis and see what happens. Which is it's doable. They they gotta play better than they did last night, but it's not out of the real possibility, you know. Well, and that's the frustrating thing. It's like, again, give me three stops. Mm-hmm. Just three stops. That's all I want. Yeah. So, and so I don't get my three stops. That's that's a pretty which is, good which, which is concerning to me when you got Anthony Davis on the back back line. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they were shorthanded. Y'all killed them on the glass. You know, uh, you know, Rudy was out. Cat got the foul trouble. The whole thing, and mm, it's, I don't know. All the numbers say. This should have been an easy win, but it had to go to overtime. Yeah, I thought it was, you know. Late. And, 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 and look, you know me. I say all the time, if your team winning doesn't bring you joy, sports isn't for you. So I'm going to take it, mm-hmm. right? You know, I wanted, before the game started, you know, I wanted, obviously, the Lakers to win and because I'm like, if they lose, and that was the thing, too. LeBron played 45 minutes last night. Which is, I think, his second most minutes of the year, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm sitting here watching as it goes to the fourth quarter. Like, if you're going to do that, you have to win. Yeah, you you can't ask LeBron to go for 45 minutes and then have to play another playing game. Mm-hmm. That's the worst case scenario. So before I went to bed, I was like, "You better win." <laughs> yeah. Because asking LeBron to do a, a do or die game again, that ain't the recipe. Yeah. And so I hope moving forward, it's like AD got to do it. We talked about it before. There's got to be that changing of the guard. AD has to step up. Mm-hmm. You know, because LeBron being that dude, it ain't there. Right. Yeah. Uh, I saw a video somebody put out there, LeBron, when he was in Miami, probably the best version of LeBron we've seen. Yeah. If you ever catch clips of that four-year – like, LeBron was really, really good. Like, mm-hmm. that was ridiculously good LeBron James. Yeah. It was after Cleveland when he kind of learned some things before he went back to Cleveland. Like, this was physically peak LeBron. It all – Everything was working. It was all and, yeah. And people like, oh, he can't do what he used to do. He's been playing professional basketball for twenty years. Yeah. None of us can do what we did twenty years ago. They've been playing 
in the NBA longer than he hasn't been in the NBA. I mean, so that's not some big, you've come up with a great thought, LeBron is what he used to be. That happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. After 20 years. And he's and he still, and still you know, better than any 38-year-old we've seen, you know. He's, yeah, but yeah, he, better than he could be. Shouldn't have took, he had to dig deeper than he wanted to last night, no doubt. Right. You know? Right. So, you know, I don't know. It's it's it, it's worked out like I kind of t- we talked about before. The Lakers just need to get in, and considering they started two and ten, yeah, and considering they were in the thirteenth slot at the trade deadline, yeah, uh, I think this is a step in the right direction. Darvin Ham, coach of the year. I'll tweet that to you. <laughs> I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say that, but. <laughs> Look, give give us an off season of a hey, AD. You got to do it. You got the money. You got the contract. You've got to do it. LeBron, can you be number two? Which I think he's built to be number two, mm-hmm. just the way he plays. Shore up some defense. We'll see what happens next year. But this year, hey, steal a game in Memphis. Put some put some playoff pressure on these Memphis guys. Yeah. Um. And see what happens. I'm not predicting a, a Lakers uh, sweep, but mm-hmm. I think if it gets to Game Six or Seven, <laughs> yeah. but you know, for me, if it gets to Game Six or Seven, it's going to take superhuman LeBron to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, you're only going to get three or four of those for the whole playoffs, right? Can't be wasting them in the first round. It, 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 it's, it's like the old video games where you get like a power boost. Like you can use it on, you know, stage one. Uh-huh. But when you get to stage two, you're not going to have none. Yeah. But uh, so we'll see. Again, with the playoffs, I know I think the Bulls and the Raptors have started. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what's going to come out. I, I don't know. I'm watching um, it, I got it on here right now. Yeah, you your favorite squad, Toronto, they the North. You know how you love them so much. <laughs> you love them so much up there. <laughs> they lucked into a championship because <laughs> Greg Popovich was trying to punish uh, Kawhi <laughs> and send him to the worst place he could. Uh-huh. And then they won a championship, and now they're just a trivia point. Yeah. Because they thought P- Pasco Siakam was going to just step into the Kawhi, you know, after that. And, then, you know, that ain't, that ain't. Vince Carter's dunk contest in 2000, more iconic than the 2019 championship. Yep. <laughs> and I'm not trying to discount. Well, maybe I am trying to discount a championship, but still. Like, what, what, what are we doing? You know, John Madden says you can't you, you can't take that away from us. <laughs> I guess, but I ain't worried about Toronto. You know, every now and then you get a champion where you're like, what? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it Nick? Nick Nurse? Now they trying to talk about him going to Houston. I'm like, why? What we not, you know, he was a genius. He was one of these great Knicks. It, it it helps if you get Kawhi Leonard with something to prove. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's the thing about the Clippers. You expect them to be healthy for the entire Paul, playoffs. Paul George already out. Are he's, he's still out? Ain't he? 
I don't know, but this is the best it's ever been for the Clippers, so I ain't worried about it. <laughs> the Clippers equal Tennessee basketball. That thing I tweeted you, right? Like it same thing. The yeah. Lakers in Kentucky and UNC, that's the that's the matchup. Mm-hmm. What I've been telling you forever, Boston and UCLA, they had yeah. these great runs forever ago, mm-hmm. but since then, not a lot, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, Tennessee, the Clippers, same. All this stuff they talking, and right now is the best it's ever been. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is as good as it's been. Yeah, that's that's a uh, sobering for them, or should be. Now that thing too was it didn't didn't um, didn't Elijah win the Houston Houston they did not win a title, or didn't they? Did they win one? No, well, Georgetown beat them. No, Houston and, did not win. State, that's right. NC State beat them and Georgetown beat them. So, never yeah. mind. Yeah. Because I was trying to, you know, they had Houston down there with the Nets. I'm like, wait a minute. Don't Houston have a title? And no, they don't. You're right. You're right. No. Mm. Uh, Houston and Louisville played one of the best uh, Final Four semifinal games ever, 1983. They just decided we dunk in everything. It's either – it's either a dunk or nothing, and just, and that's why that's pretty much in '83. That's why Houston was gassed against uh, NC State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna pull but, that up. '83, Houston, Louisville. I'm gonna yeah, that, that was that was the Doctors of Dunk versus Five Slamma Jamma, and it, it lived up to it. It was just a very physical, up and down game, particularly for that time period. Because mm-hmm. '83 was still a lot of set offense, a lot of no three point line, a lot of like like Roger Harden. You a point guard, but you better not shoot. You better throw it to the post and just stand out here, right? And right. If, if they throw it back to you, and if you open for ten seconds, okay, shoot an eighteen footer. <laughs> but, but but that was eighty that '83 uh, semifinal. I'm telling you, was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, I mean, I I don't remember watching it live, but I've watched bits and pieces where it's just like, hey, I mean, you got the McCray brothers, you got you know, obviously Clyde and Akeem, uh, back when he was Akeem, not Hakeem. Yeah, Akeem. Like how you, how you get an H when you go to the NBA? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from I'm from Houston. I got drafted by Houston. I'm just going. I'm just going to add an H. No, <laughs> but with NBA playoffs, I still don't know. I think you've got three tough teams in the East. Is it the Bucks? Is it the Celtics? Is this the year that Harden and Embiid get over that hump and get to the finals? Gotta be to me. Gotta be. And Tyrese Maxey balling, one of what eleven cats averaging twenty points a game this year. Yeah, seventeen in the playoffs. Uh, I know a lot of people don't care about that, but I do. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and a few more Kentucky fans that didn't care have kind of started to, you know, you kind of bristled because they were drawn to the NBA because of the Knicks, because you know, quickly and random, you're like, hey, the Lakers got some too. But there's a, I don't know how many, but. 
few more Kentucky fans are kind of looking at the NBA maybe than they used to be. Just there's there's so many a lot. I think so because as much as you know the people that uh, go into the you know what championships that we want, we have a lot of really good guys. Like you got to be a jerk to not see you know PJ and uh, Nick uh, Richards in uh, in Carolina mm-hmm. or Charlotte, I guess. Charlotte, yeah, and and not feel something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially from where Nick Richards was. You know, freshman, sophomore. It's impressive. And man. just just signed a big contract, you know, just got yeah. paid. So yeah, man. You know, Maxi is in line for a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, you and I have talked about for for years now, you're gonna look around and there's a lot of franchises who their cornerstones are Kentucky guys. I would say Randall for the Knicks. Uh as I said uh, a few moments ago, trying to get AD to be that for the Lakers. Can't believe he's thirty. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Trying to, uh, you know, I, I think the uh, De'Aaron Fox and uh, um, Malik Monk in, in, Sa- in Sacramento has become the the dude there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Cat uh, was hurt a lot this year in Minnesota, but you know he's still a dude. Um, I hope it's, it might be too late. You know, like I said, we we see them and have different perceptions of whatever city they go to who only sees them as pro players that play for that city because nobody in Minnesota was watching every UK game, you know, before Cat got there. Right. Sacramento, you know. But I, I hope Cat can kind of change his NBA perception because he's, you know, he's – it's he been he, he's not played well at in big moments and, and taking some heat been through a lot with COVID and his parents and oh and yeah um, I root for Cat yeah I do too and, and the way he's perceived by those you know especially just NBA fans is I hate that for him you know and sometimes it, he doesn't sometimes he makes some bad plays and does some I'm like man what you doing you know he got them two right. fouls last night. Uh, in the playoffs last year against Memphis, there were some moments that, you know, I'm like, Ugh. but I hope he can maybe change that perception of him before you done. Right. You, you, you know, like I said, you got to put your back on somebody. At yeah. Seven foot tall. You got to do that. He just so and Kevin, sometimes. And unless you are Kevin Durant at seven foot, you should, you should have a couple of moves in your bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah. that's just me. Like you should be able to, okay, I'm going to go get me a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not about uh, strength and all that. It's you know Kevin Gar- Dur- not Kevin Kevin Garnett. Yeah, was not the biggest wiry, oh. but he could put you on his back and get buckets. Yeah, you know yeah. Tim Duncan. I think we would all say probably not the most physically gifted power forward ever. Not like he spent a lot of time in the weight room either. Don't he looked the same pretty much from day one to day year twenty. He looked the same, right? Right, but if you if he got you on his back, he could go get a bucket. Mm-hmm. It, he may be you know a high arcing shot off the backboard, but he could get you a bucket. Mm-hmm. You seven foot, you gotta be able to do that. Yep. That that's not gonna change. We try mm-hmm. to change a lot about basketball. That ain't changing. So yeah, Katie and Katie and Dirk, but the only two with that little one footed 
fadeaway he is and you know Kaden right. just raising up. I, somebody blocked his shot the other day, and I think that might be the first time I saw him get a jumper block. And you know, he it's like his first game back you know, from just twisting the ankle. But I'm like, whoa, you know, he's well, just well, well, you see, yeah. he finished, he finished, was it 55, 40, and 90? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know how you did it, the mid range. <laughs> That's right. Look, man, I know what the numbers say, but every great score I have ever seen has been effective in the mid-range. Skyhook was mid-range. Skyhook was mid-range. Jordan's fadeaway. Kobe's fadeaway. George Gervin's finger roll. The dream shake was good to 15 to 18 feet. Mm -hmm. And I saw a clip where Kenny Smith was like, Oh yeah, Dream could hit threes. Hmm. Like he just said it so cavalier. Like, oh yeah, he could shoot that. Uh-huh. Like he did, but yeah, he absolutely could. I saw a clip of him because <laughs> they were talking about you know I only really needed a Dream Shake you know, two or three times a year. You know, David Robinson, Shaq, <laughs> yeah, Patrick Ewing. You know, all the time I just keep it put up. I didn't really have to. Bring it out, except for I'm playing those guys. You know, you know how good you got to be to be like, yeah, I ain't even got to go to my go-to moves. Like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get this twenty and ten easy. Yeah, I'll bring it out for Shaq and the Admiral, and, and you know, Kevin Duckworth and Mark Eaton and, well, and, and <laughs> Jack and, Sigma and all them. I, I ain't no need it for them. And, and probably Akeem is probably the dude, the big man that doesn't get as much. But his resume by itself is great. And watching him play, like, Hakeem was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And when you look at him head-to-head against the, the big men of that era, like, just head-to-head, man, he, he was good. 6'10", 6'11". I mean, he's, you know, and, you know, the little jump hooks, the, you know, I, I, I love a key, man, because mm-hmm. he buckets and, and and trying to tell these young kids about because, you know, physically he didn't look imposing at all. Right. Alonzo mm-hmm. like Morning looked more imposing, you know. Right. Like, like, like Akeem just that. didn't look like that, but oh, mm-hmm. yeah, he was going to get these buckets. Mm-hmm. And try to tell the young kids, watch Akeem and watch Kevin McHale. Yeah. Which we mentioned Dwight Howard. I've said it a million times. You start your career in Orlando with Patrick Ewing as an assistant who 15, 18 footers, Patrick hit those all day. You go to LA, your man Kareem is out there associated with the team, goes to my Rockets. Elijah is there associated with the team. Kevin McHale, Kevin McHale is the head coach. And you can't tell me you 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 didn't develop anything offensively. Nothing. That, that just to me tells me you ain't interested in bettering your game, which is fine. When you're a physical freak, okay, go for it. But at some point, you got to make that transition. Like Hall of Famers, didn't you didn't they didn't just nothing from them rubbed off onto you at all. 
every day. Oh, I'm, I'm kicking it with Kareem right here. And he, you know, he's showing me I'm, I can pick his brain. Kevin McHale with his up and unders. Dream over here still, you know, footwork, kicking the basketball like a soccer ball. And, you know, what? Uh, I'll never understand that. He played for both our teams. He was real frustrating for me. I don't know if he was frustrated you when he was with L.A. I'm sure he did. <laughs> that was a weird run. You know, him and Steve Nash. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. L.A. is all – look, the Lakers are going to have stars. Mm-hmm. Young people can have jokes about, you know, the on-the-court product. The thing is, the Lakers have stars. That's been the mantra since they moved from Minneapolis. If Detroit and OKC could do it, I'm sure they would try too. <laughs> but I mean, LA, yeah. Hollywood, it just, it just, that's how you can roll out there. You know, everybody's got jokes for Lakers fans, and I get it. You know, the last 15 years haven't been what the 30 years before that were. I get it. Uh, but I'm like, the, the, the Lakers are going to get a star. When LeBron moves on and 80, like, because because that's what the fan base craves. Mm-hmm. And again, there's only been two seasons since they moved to LA where the Lakers have not had a Hall of Famer on the on the on the roster. Two seasons? Two seasons. Since they moved to LA. Without a Hall of Famer. So two seasons in what 60, 70? Right. Okay. It was 1995. Worthy retired, and then Shaq came in 96, right? So mm-hmm. there's that gap. Mm-hmm. All-stars, yes, but not a Hall of Famer. Mm. And then there's the gap between Kobe and LeBron. Mm. With the Sacre, Turioff. Yeah, with that bunch. <laughs> but the Lakers don't do rebuilds. Was it Eldon Campbell in 95? and Vla- Yeah. Uh, Vlade and Eldon in, in that group? or? Yes, 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 because Vlade is who we traded to uh, for Kobe's rights in '96. Yeah, yeah, but but that's it. Wow, like the 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 brain trust of the Lakers, and I know Jenny Buss knows this more than anybody. You got to have stars. So even when the team isn't great, come see Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know, this year the team wasn't great early on. Like we got LeBron. Like. It sounds dumb, but that's how the Lakers do it. Mm-hmm. You're never going to see the Lakers go too long without with 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 just dudes. Yeah, and and that was the thing is the '94 '95 teams were really really good with Nick Van Exel and Eddie Jones and Eldon Campbell and Vladi Divac like had some dudes. Mm-hmm. But when you go get a Shaq, you go get a Shaq. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean Anthony Piller on them too. Uh, yeah, he was in those mid nineties yeah. teams as well. Yeah, uh, you know Anthony Peeler. Yeah, absolutely. So great players, but that sizzle, that that pizzazz, that you gotta have well, dudes. Mm-hmm. It's it, that's what L.A. is. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I, when I say that's how L.A., that's how the Lakers are. I don't yeah. know how they do it in Clipperland. Right, <laughs> but that's that's not that's not their model. <laughs> so like Kawhi, Kawhi will be a Hall of Famer. Um, see the only one they. Uh, Bill they, Walton played for the San Diego Clippers. Um, but that's going. But I mean, look how far back you got to go. Yeah. And was they even any good? Was he even healthy? 
because I held it in. You know, you know, uh, hmm. you get you know. Well, the Clippers they caught uh, a little bit of Danny Manning, a little bit of Dominique, but that's no one. No one associates Dominique Wilkins with the Los Angeles Clippers, right? Uh-huh. So you're talking Hall of Famers, Hall of Famers in, in L.A. Or, or she's still back in ATL, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he he's on the yeah, he's on the TV broadcast. It used to be, I guess it was him and Bob Brathburn or something like that. And so, a Hall of Famers in their prime that can actually contend, you know, not like you're on the last legs. Kawhi, maybe the only one they ever had. I mean, look, I, look of, but, of the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to go back to Bob McAdoo when they were the like the Boston Braves or oh, whatever. Like, uh-huh. I mean, but as, as the Clippers, no, right? Uh-uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, and when I talk about you know Lakers all time greats, like I always go for the guys that spent all their career in L.A. Worthy and magic, and right? And, and Kobe and and and, and uh, you know, Gail Goodrich and you know, Mike and and you know, Mike would be the big man, mm-hmm. and that's why I try to explain to folks like, look, I'm a, I'm a Kareem fan, but when I talk about my all time Lakers, I go with the dudes that spent their whole career there. I think because, he's, he spent so much there that people probably don't even well, we know he came from Milwaukee, but. People remember him as a Laker, though, more so. I I, I say so play. too, but I just Vinny, I do it to prove a point that the Lakers have some really really great players play for them. The, just for them, yeah. You, you're not gonna mm-hmm. find a better starting five. And this is me telling the young kids, I don't even count LeBron. Like he played for the Lakers, he ain't a Laker. There's a difference. So, Jerry West, Gil Goobridge, Worthy. We have just your starting five. Oh, my starting my all-time Lakers only. Lakers five? only. Uh-huh. Oh, it's going to be Kobe and Magic in the backcourt. Okay. Or I might move. I might move Kobe to small forward, and then put uh, uh, then put West at shooting guard. Wow. Uh, wow. But 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 I may go small ball and put um, um, Baylor. At the four and worthy at the five and just run it or bring you start miking, but it's like who do you bench? Yeah. Hmm. So Jerry West might be on the bench. Um, yeah, miking off the bench, right? Of just <laughs> people that played their whole career with the Lakers. So, Lord. Uh, so when I see James you know, Worthy off the bench, what I always tell you: if James Worthy is your third option. You're going to win a lot of championships with the Lakers did. Yeah. If he's option number three, like I told you, some like I don't know how it came up on Twitter. And I was like, hey, James Worthy was a dude. Somebody's like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do I mean? (laughs) He was the best Laker in 88. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Went for a 42 point triple double. In Game Seven, the '88 Finals. Yeah, but this year I don't know. I, look, I know there are top seeds. What it's it's Denver. Is Denver the top seed in the West? I don't even know. Uh, let me see. I think, I think it's I think it's Denver. So. Yeah, I think so. Let's see here. Am I am I buying on Jokic? I'm not. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the two seed, uh, uh, drawing a blank now. Oh, Memphis. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably beat my Lakers in six, but I don't have a whole lot of faith in that. Mm-hmm. The Kings, the Kings got a case that they just good to be here. Their first playoff appearance since like Facebook was a thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. ESPN had a graphic. Uh, today, this is the first time that all the California teams have made it to the finals or to the playoffs. Wow. The Lakers, Clippers, Kings, and uh, Warriors. And I'm like, look, can we just say that for 40 years, the Lakers have been <laughs> – the Lakers are probably the only team from LA from California to make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And good for the Kings for winning the Pacific Division title. Again, I have no clue how many of the Lakers have won. <laughs> so, if the Kings go hang that banner, though, you already know. They, they got... <laughs> Look, the Clippers hung that banner <laughs> up in the Staples Center before it became Crypto Arena. And it's the saddest thing ever. Like, some one of the Lakers reporters did like a panoramic. <laughs> And you got the Lakers titles on one end. You got the Lakers championship banners and their retired jerseys, right? And then you got the Sparks. Yeah. They got like three or four. Then you, got the, then you got the Kings. They got like two oh. or three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got the Clippers. We won the Pacific Division. <laughs> if you don't get out of my face with this, it's our city. No, it is not. No, it just, No. <laughs> And, you know, they hype it up every time the Lakers and the Clippers play. This is the battle for L.A. No, it's not. It is not. It is not. I like trying to stir it up, too. Because one is good, one isn't. Uh, it was a Titanic matchup last Wednesday, TV. And, and you know, I, I think. Magnitude. When, you, when you've got, you know, those cities that have two teams, one team is the city team. And the other team just isn't. Yeah. I, I think that maybe the Mets and Yankees, it's split kind of where you are in New York, right? Mm. But yeah, if you're on Long Island, you like the Mets or whatever. Right. But it's it's that one, like you said, one is one is dominant, one has inferiority conflicts. Most of them like the Knicks. Nobody cares about the Nets. Most of them like the Giants. I mean, the Jets fan a lot of fans, but you know, they ain't done nothing since Joe Namath. You got that inferiority complex, right? You know, <laughs> Rangers, Islanders. I think uh, Craig would tell us that the Rangers probably had the biggest support than the Islanders. I think. I think the Islanders are out there on the island. And what's the other one? We got uh, Yankees, Mets, Giants, Nets, Knicks, Nets. Well, you got you got Cubs and White Sox, and mm. literally no one cares about the White Sox. Yeah. So some because. You know, look, when the Cubs went to the World Series in 2016 and everybody, ESPN on down to local news, like, this is the first time the city of Chicago been to the World Series since the Cubs in 48. And the White Sox had won the World Series in 2005. That's like, like Jeopardy, I think it was, had the Blackhawks, the Bulls, the Cubs, the like, everybody except the White Sox. Man, that's, that's so. We, look, they do not care about the White Sox in Chicago. 
And it's crazy because the White Sox, honestly, have probably been better the last 25 years. I, mean, I know I know they were cooler when they had the Frank Frank Thomas was winning MVP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, those uniforms and the hats. Hey, hey. And this is I'm gonna say this real quiet for my Cubs loving wife. Ain't no rapper talking about I got it to the side of my Cubs cap. It's my White Sox cap. Come on now. Mm-hmm. What 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 is gangster rap without a White Sox cap? Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. But nobody cares. But anyway, but if you got two teams, if you got two teams, I, I one is bigger than the other. I just that's just how it goes. And there was a time I would, I would pop on WGN and watch the White Sox with oh uh, was it Hawk and what's his name? Put it on the board, yes. Old dude that would you know I'd watch them just as much as the Cubs. I forget the other dude's name, but yeah, it was you know. But but that but just, that's but that, that's how it is. And the Clippers look, they trying to to, but the the thing about LA and we've talked about it before, so I'll keep this brief, is people have to kind of go back in time and remember that the Dodgers and Lakers were the first teams kind of, I think, west of the Mississippi. I mean, maybe you count St. Louis and whatever, but, like, there was St. Louis, and then there was nothing until the Dodgers and Lakers went in 58 and 60 58 and 60 maybe I can't remember so those two teams have been in LA forever mm-hmm. so as LA has grown they've had those roots not so much like the the Giants and the Frank Gifford teams you know or you know the Cubs in 1908 and a lot of Dodger history goes back to Jackie you know at Ebbets Field and everything like that and then the Giants come a little bit later, right? But in L.A., it's Dodgers and Lakers. They've been there for 60 years, almost 70 years. That's how long it takes, you know, because nobody, nobody worry about the Angels. But it takes a couple generations to, to become know, a thing. The Brooklyn fans thinking, well, hey, we got the Nets, and thinking they're just going to grab up half of it, New York. And it's now, you know. Durant and all them are gone, and they're just still floundering around. It, it's they're still the Nets, yeah, right. You know, especially when folks our age, it's like, all right, if you're in New York, I got some money. Do I go to Madison Square Garden and watch the Knicks, or do I go watch the Nets? Mm-hmm. Even with Durant and all that, like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to watch the Knicks play. Because it's still a thing, which is the biggest sell job of the media ever to make the Knicks a thing. (laughs) The Knicks have been terrible for most of my adult life, period. But what happens? What happens when the Nets win or Knicks win a playoff game? Everybody's like, there's nothing like Madison Square Garden when the Knicks are good. Really? (laughs) Is it because it's so rare? (laughs) I mean, honestly. Two, two finals trips, and that's yeah. it since 1973. Mm-hmm. The 47 games they won this year were the most in a oh, while. Wow. They right. popped that up on the graphic. You know, 47 and 35. 
the most wins since they won 50-something, and that's eight, ten years ago. Carmelo, right? So I don't know. I don't understand. And maybe I need to go to a game in Madison Square Garden and see Spike Lee in his orange puffer jacket yelling. But And that's the funny thing to me is, like, I see all these documentaries and these breakdowns of the Pacers and the Knicks. I'm like, they didn't win anything. <laughs> nope. And so, like, we're doing all this stuff, and I'm like, they didn't win. <laughs> sure. Like, all the histrionics, I'm like, but but did you win? Yeah. You know, yeah, Reggie right. Miller and the, uh, uh, the Pacers took the Bulls to seven, I think, in what, 97 or 98? But I'm like, <laughs> but did you win? <laughs> you know, and, and that's the thing that kills me. And I, and, I, and I understand you as a Rockets fan, there's more love for those 90s Knicks and those 90s Pacers than there are for the two-time champion Rockets. That's true. Mm-hmm. I have said it, and I'm not just saying that because, you know, I know you're a Rockets fan, but after the Pistons, the Rockets probably the most disrespected back-to-back champs, I would say, of any major sport. Yeah. Because you're going to get the one-offs, right? You're going to get your Toronto Raptors. You're going to get your Dallas Mavericks, mm-hmm. right? You're, you know, baseball is is kind of random anyway, right? Yeah. But a two-time champion, that's different. A back-to-back champion is just different. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball really doesn't bring up those Toronto Blue Jays teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why – that's my conspiracy theory is why they canceled the 94 season because it looked like the Expos were going to win. You can't have three Canadian teams. <laughs> you can't have three championships go to Canada. <laughs> that's true. But, but of two-time champions – yeah, three World Series in Canada, and they ain't won a Stanley Cup in since when? <laughs> in our lifetime, I don't know how far do you got to go back. That Stanley Cup drought for north of the border is, is that it, thing is gotta, running deep. It's thirty years, right? Because that's that's probably going back to the Wayne Gretzky. Uh, Let's see, who was Wayne Gretzky playing for? Vancouver, the Canucks. Uh, I think he was Oilers, Edmonton, Edmonton, Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's been a minute. We need Craig on here. We're talking about hockey. Got to get him on. It's, it's playoff time. Here we go. But, as soon as you, you – you can't even – you don't have to type it in all the way. You put last C-A-N-A, and it filled it in. Canadian team to win Stanley Cup. It already automatically knew. And what, it was, what, what year is it? 1993. The uh, Montreal Canadiens were the last Stanley Cup championship to be – Solely North American-born players and the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. So the 100th anniversary of the NHL, 100th anniversary of the Stanley Cup, 1993 Montreal Canadiens. And, and, it, and it's crazy year. because the Stanley Cup is the best trophy we got. Mm-hmm. I was an adult before I realized the NBA even had a name for its trophy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And – uh, I mean, the Lombardi Trophy is great, but it, I mean, 
You got it. You got it. You're right. You got to give it to Stanley Cup. That thing is. You got it. Yeah. They keep adding to it. I, I love everything. I love everything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get Craig on here because it's, it's hockey playoff time, and I've been seeing somebody about to set a Bruins about to set some kind of record for wins or something or another. So. I don't even know nothing about hockey. That's why we got to bring Craig on. I get but, Craig. Uh, as far as the playoffs, hey, I, I have no idea. I, I think uh, – I mean, I'm going to go with the Bucks just because I think Giannis is Giannis. Mm-hmm. And, and low-key, he's been really, really good this year. And uh, I don't know who's coming out of the West. I, I don't know. It's all it, about who's healthy and when. Right. You know, could it be Golden State? I mean, if, if Clay is – 80% then possibly I, I don't know mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of I don't know in the West which is weird because over a 20 year period it was either Lakers or the or the uh, uh, Spurs. Spurs right uh-huh. yeah. and, and that's the point too is we as sports fans this is my soapbox I haven't had one for a while <laughs> we say we want parity where everybody's got a shot. And then we look at the uh, ratings for this men's Final Four. (laughs) We don't. (laughs) We just don't, right? Like, I think that in a lot of sports, you you need either the team you're – a great team to root for or a great team to root against. Yes, it was, it, it was riveting watching LeBron do everything against the seventy-three and nine Warriors, mm-hmm. right? Like watching Jordan be great was awesome for TV ratings. The Lakers and the Celtics winning eight championships in the eighties was great. Like we always say, except for the seventies, the NBA has been built on dynasties, mm-hmm. or at least a situation. Because if you go to the Lakers in 85, you got to come all the way up to the Spurs in 99 uh, to be one-time champs. And then the Lakers go back-to-back. Like, that's what the NBA is. Mm -hmm. And so, particularly in the Western Conference, it's wide open. Yeah. Will people tune in because it's wide open? That remains to be seen. I don't think so, mm. because what I think leagues have to understand is the NFL can be about parity because it doesn't matter who reaches the Super Bowl. Right. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl is an event, even when the game's not good. Yep. Yep. The Super Bowl's just it. It took them, you know, probably not even that long. Basically, you know, from the time that I started, Super Bowl was always a thing. And then the Super Bowl halftime show became like, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that you can replicate in a in a sport where there's a series. Yeah. And so everything else is dependent on teams. Like, again, people... You know, if the NBA had their way, it'd be the Lakers versus the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if, if baseball had its way, it'd be the Yankees and Dodgers. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yes, it would be. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I re mean, recreate those seventies, right? You know, Reggie Jackson and Tommy Lasorda and all that kind right. of stuff. <laughs> right. You get you. Yes. Yes. That would draw eyes mm -hmm. because when the Lakers played the Celtics in 08 and 2010, most viewed because people are like, oh, yeah, Lakers and the Celtics. That means something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And not to rub salt in your wounds, but I know that, uh, uh, oh, uh, the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, when you're like, 49ers and the Cowboys are going to play. They make boo bucks, and the games haven't even been that great. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm saying that my team won, but the games haven't been. Look, yeah. If you look at the quality of the games from the '90s to that, no nah, man, the games aren't great. No, it was you know I was uh the NFL network a, a football life and they'll just it's an hour show whatever hall right. of famer they want to do and it was Steve Young's I'd seen it before but I watched it you know the whole BYU the whole Tampa Bay the whole 40 million dollars and he's like I didn't get all that money I didn't you know the, the league folded and you know the first two games against Dallas he loses the title game you know waiting for Joe Montana to leave or Yo, Bill Walsh allegedly told him Joe's having second back surgery. He's not going to recover. That's one of the reasons Steve went out there and because I want to play. I hate to watch. It chronicles all of that, and then he loses those first two to Dallas. He's walking around the remains of Candlestick. They're, like, tearing it down, and he's just kind of walking around looking, and part of my flesh is just here. He's like, part of you is here, and he's just reminiscing. He said, there's always a guy used to sit right there and holler, you're not Joe Montana. You know, <laughs> all those memories, man. The NFL was different then when you yeah. could keep Steve Young on the bench for four seasons. Dude. Like, where, where else has a Hall of Famer sat for four years? Yeah. Like, not as a rookie, right? Like, we signed him, and he sat for four years. Crazy. It's, like, I can't think of another, like, situation where the, the hall of fame like anyway yeah. but the, the quality of the game, but people still watch because it's not mm -hmm. as cowboys right mm -hmm. i think some people watch because like what these cowboys gonna do this time <laughs> i'm telling you there we go what's our last play of the game gonna look like this year <laughs> when I, I caught the first half you know in the airport this year <laughs> and i'm talking to a guy and he's got on a both the jersey and we're sitting at the bar and i think that you know dak drives down and cowboys are up and i'm like man and he's like i go catch this fight he's like don't worry <laughs> dallas will do something <laughs> and so at the end of the game <laughs> i'm like i wish i traded information with that guy and be like you right <laughs> you right random 49ers <laughs> you know but uh. so we say we want parody, but we don't. Mm -hmm. Because, again, when we look at you know men's basketball, uh, college basketball, uh, year in year out, ten most watched regular season games, Kentucky and Duke are playing in eight of them. Yep. Without fan, right? Maybe seven, maybe six one year, but when Kentucky's Kentucky and Duke is Duke. They command your attention for whatever reason. Yep. 
And the same way with the NBA. It's great when a great team comes to town. You know, you, with, when the uh, when the Warriors coming through that 73 and 9 team. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember the Bulls 72 and 10. You know, like, oh, we get to, you know, uh, so I, I don't know this whole parody thing. It sounds great. And like JR touched on, the CBA is going to, you know, not going to be able to pay as much money. Like, look, man, there doesn't need to be a salary cap. No. If, if whatever teams want to pay, they should be able to pay. Mm-hmm. There should be a salary floor. Yeah. Particularly in baseball. Uh-huh. You, know, yeah. you get all these teams talking about we can't pay. And I'm like, then why is San Diego just throwing out $300 million contracts like nothing? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Mets owner, that dude is just like, hey, I got it. Listen, let me tell you something. If I'm a billionaire, I know that's that's not going to happen. I'm buying a baseball team, and I'm just spending. Why not? Mm-hmm. They could be like, "What's your budget? Five billion. But we five billion. Get do what you want to do with that five billion. Mm-hmm. Because you're gonna make that. Yeah, because you got you know two guys on your team. Making more than the whole Pirates payroll, you know, it's, it's... and and then you end up in a situation like the Angels, and that dude with the tungsten arm Doyle quote, yeah. something else happened. I can't even remember the. It was, uh, Trout got two or three hits and a homer. Otani got two or three hits and a homer. They were the only Angels that got hits, and they lost to somebody six to three. Like what? Like, come on, man! Unbelievable. That that is that's malpractice. They need to have a documentary on that. Mm-hmm. How do you have two? Like, we Trout. I, I think he's on that pool host, you know, home runs and all those numbers kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then you had Otani doing stuff we've literally never seen. Mm, yeah, and you got those two. And they can't get to, and they can't get to a play-in game. They can't right. get to a wild card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is malfeasance. I don't know if we've ever seen that. We have seen teams waste a great player. Mm-hmm. We have seen teams with two great players not quite get over that hump. We ain't never seen two historically great players on one team. And the team not even be in contention. Yeah. They won't be chase they'll be chasing once we reach the fourth of July. Mm-hmm. And then, and Otani doing what he's doing. Like you said, we we wished wish to see somebody pitch and hit at this level. We have we we haven't seen it. And then this guy's doing it and like you said, it, it, they're wasting both of them. Just running them out there for nothing, man. Right. Hey, have you seen the Braves uh, City Connect jerseys? Yes. I might mm-hmm. I might have to cop that hat, man. I've not mm-hmm. bought a cap in a while, and I'm like, I'm not even a Braves fan, but as the kids say, the Braves understood the assignment. Yes. <laughs> it's just they did. Everybody Braves- else is City Connect. They come out with this, well, you see, the City Crest, I ain't interested in that. I'm not interested in that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, based on it, I'm not interested in that. City Connect. How does your team connect to the city? The Braves is like, you know what? Hank Aaron played here. Mm-hmm. Those are nice uniforms. Can we just tweak? You know, people say the A. Can we put the A on it? Sure, we can do that. Done. Yeah, absolutely. Like the best. And Braves retail is just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Right. Because on Twitter, like, every time you look. Dale Murphy tweeted the other day, thanks, Braves retail. Just, you know, Braves retail is blowing up, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the White Sox are okay with the black and the pinstripe and south side. I don't know. It's a little too busy. Uh, Cubs fans are kind of split on theirs. Uh, and the Red Sox, like, your name is Red Sox. Should it not be Red? <laughs> Listen to me, my old man. And the <laughs> and the, the Giants, I don't know what, they got something abstract. Uh, you know, oh, if, if, it, if it takes you three paragraphs to explain your City Connect, I'm out. I'm you just out. Con- I'm not, right? I'm, yeah. I'm not reading all that. You're clearly not connected if you got to write a book. Right. The brain's like, do you remember Hank Aaron? I'm like, well, I do remember Hank Aaron. He wore these uniforms. Okay. We just tweaked it. That works. That works for me. So the rest of the teams that need to come out with something, do do that. Do whatever. Do that. Don't 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 get cute with it. That's right. You know, Milwaukee, lean into the MB with the with the with the thing, you know. which I think was one of the best sports logos ever, the MB that looks like a mitt. Mm-hmm. Give me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of Bs and TBs, your, your Tampa Bay Rays are still just tearing the league up, undefeated. And I haven't they... seen a TB that hot since I looked in the mirror, and I was like, ooh, you hot TB. <laughs> so the TB Rays is 12-0 and 0 or – Depending on what they do tonight. It, like only three teams been 12 and 0 since 1900 or something crazy. So, and a lot of people would say they would assume I was a Tampa Bay fan. Now, I just got a lot of Tampa Bay gear. Yeah. 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 You, you might think I'm a, a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers and a Tampa Bay uh, uh, Rays fan, but no, I'm just, you know, TB. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, this, this cap here, my LB, uh, Louisville Bats, because I'm representing mm-hmm. my hometown today. But this is this is medium misses initials, and so oh. we went to we went to the hat store one day. Went to hat was it Hat World or probably Lids, and she's like, she held up this one and a navy one. She's like, well, which one are you going to get? I'm like, I was not planning on getting a hat today. She said, well, you got a TB hat, and I'm LB, and I'm like, I'll take the red one. Just like this, that's my daughter right there. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, she's uh. Both of them doing really, really well. Uh, Big Miss is touring campuses. Uh, she toured UK last week on their spring break. And so <laughs> my youngest sends me a message. She says, uh, guess where we are? I-, I don't know, sweetie. Where are you? Lexington. I'm like, why are you in Lexington? She said, you know, Sarah's looking at UK. I'm like, you're not going to hear me say she can't go to UK, you know. I'm, and so just go around, give me updates. And then she hits me with, you know, all the stuff when you were here, they got his, historical markers up around campus. Mm, yeah. Which is true. Hagen Hall has a historical marker, right? Yeah. 
she told the tour guide that her dad was there before the W.T. Young Library was built. I said, that's true. And then she's like, well, did they have computers when you were in school? <laughs> yes. How old do you? Yes. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. And she told, me, she told me about the dorms and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, Hagen Hall was just cinder block and wood. Like, what? <laughs> what? They got tempur mattresses. I'm like, man, <laughs> we had those prison <laughs> plastic mattresses. Like, what is? What? 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 Uh-huh. These kids don't understand. No. You know, the, the towers are gone. The whole Blanton mm-hmm. Carmen complex is yeah. gone. And all this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, make me feel old. You know, we went to the new student center. What was the student center like when you were there? I'm like, I don't know. We we changed, we used the blues to buy stuff. Like, I don't know. What do you want? What do you, what do you want me to say? Yeah. All the rooms are Wi-Fi connected. What no Wi-Fi when I was going? You had to plug it into it. What are we doing? All these amenities for these kids, man. All the amenities. They soft, man. Yeah. These kids yeah. is too soft. But yeah, little miss, medium miss giving me a play-by-play, making me feel old. Yeah, that's did did yeah. did the men's basketball team play Memorial Coliseum when I was there? Oh. And then she gonna hit me with the uh I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna tell the tour guide that you helped integrate the University of Kentucky. Man, I they, she did a whole Netflix special on you, man. She did she a comedy kept, special. Kept it kept it going, man. She did a comedy special on you. Yeah, kept it kept it going. Look, kids keep you humble. I keep telling you, know, kids, keep you humble. I don't care who you are or what you've accomplished in this life. Kids, keep you humble. I love seeing, like, celebrities and people just with the young kids. Because the young kids don't care, right? Right, yeah. The young kids don't care. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bernice King, always putting out pictures of MLK and the kids. Like, And there's one, he's pushing her in the swing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do all that, but, Daddy, you got to push me in the swing. Nothing humbles you like some kids because they honestly don't care. There's that age, they don't know what you do, or you, you just daddy, right? You just right, mommy. yeah. And, and mommy and daddy, you gonna play with these dogs, mm-hmm. but then they get older and they get a little vicious. Uh, because my kids tell everybody I was born in the mid 1900s, I'm like, that's not accurate. Well, it's this nice. is her bath, the early 1900s or 1900. To 1950, I'm like that's generous. The <laughs> mid 1900s, the 1960s and the 70s, the and the 80s and 90s are the. La- I'm like, your math ain't math, and you're just trying to make me feel old. But, one day, one decade of me, okay. okay. Yeah, All right. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a, that's not how you do things. When you was born in the 1900s. That's not how this works. But anyway, they'll get it. Yeah, it. she's a dedicated hater, but always mm-hmm. fun, man. We had a great, great show. Jr. coming on, he family. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and and Adam's family too. He came over on Sunday, and and I got the grill out, and we did some steaks and burgers and things like that. So, the people uh, were. Hey, that's that that's good. the good thing about doing this. We 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 stopped having friends. We got a lot of family. Mm-hmm. Got like, more more family members coming. Uh, Cameron Mills is coming. Talking with him the other day, he gonna schedule a Wednesday to, to hop back on here. Even though yeah. he's, he's big media member now, that you know he, he hates the media. He's but uh, he's, yeah, he's he gonna hop back on. So we got more family coming, y'all. More yeah, coming. It, and and as Mama B pointed out, you know, uh, 
So, you know, Roy Wood has been doing his thing on The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Right? He's been in all this kind of stuff. So, uh, my mother is now telling her beauty shop buddies that 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 I'm good friends with Roy Wood. And I said, I think you're being generous. With, <laughs> I think you're being generous with that that rundown of what exactly is going on. Like, she's like, well, has he been on your show? I said, yes. She said a couple times. I said, yes. She said, yeah. Y'all good friends. I said, you know what, Mama B? Whatever, whatever, whatever you want to say. Mama, that's fine. Mama B has spoken. That's yeah. The end of yeah, she's like, so she's telling everybody. So I had to go back in the archives and get a screenshot of when Roy was on so she could tell her uh, beauty shop buddies. She always tells them, Vinny and Terry had uh, Roy Wood that's on the Daily Show on the show. I said, well, that's, 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 that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah, you know, he he one of those that, you know, he's, he's so big, we don't, we don't, we don't bother him. And, and hit him like we do everybody else. You know, he won them, but he he good. He he was kind enough to come on back when he was on the the little TBS Sullivan yeah, and Son. Sullivan and Son. I've yeah. been saying O'Malley's and something, but <laughs> Sullivan. People that are like, I don't know, man. But anyway, and now uh, the Daily Show. Hey. Look, I'm I'm just thankful we do this every week. We've got great people. We've got good uh, return guests. Uh, you know. Uh, I I, I told uh, Katie Rzinski, I said, you know, the the cats of the Gamecocks play at the beginning of May. So I'm like, you may have to come on the week after. (laughs) That's right. I might try to go up there and catch that Sunday game in Lexington. I'll see. And I think the following week they come down here. So, yeah, we'll see. Keep it up, Coach. Shout out to the Kentucky gymnastics team. They made mm-hmm. it to the nationals. They will be, uh, I think they go tomorrow. Uh, I if, so, I, if, if I'm understanding. So they've got a session tomorrow, session one, session two. I'm not sure which one. But one was at three. One was at something like that. So uh, baseball still number 12. Mm-hmm. Softball, I think, took on Bear- Bellerman. Uh, yeah. This week, so yeah, it, was, it was winning big early. I think it was eleven to something. Yeah, so today. I'm very. It's always good to be a wildcat, as you can see. I am all cats, everything, mm-hmm. and so even though football is, you know, I think spring practice is over and yeah. basketball. Like I told you, I can't keep up with who's coming and going. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. think Livingston's gone. Uganda is back. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I also but, they they trying to they've. Talking to the big boy from Western, the seven five dude. Now I don't know if he's coming, but I was like, "Whoa!" And I would say this real quick. I know we overtime, but this is our show. Yes, telling Oscar Sheebway he's got to go is dumb. It is dumb. I don't care what the numbers say. I do not care. You cannot push Kentucky's first unanimous player of the year and the first back to back All American since Tayshawn Prince. You can't just say he can't play here. You mm-hmm. you can't. You mm-hmm. cannot do that. Mm-hmm. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. But everybody wants to use the numbers and <clears throat> wants to move on and just you know. As Kevin Durant succinctly put it, who wants to talk numbers when you're talking ball? <laughs> yep. I believe he said, "Who the blank pulls out a calculator when you're talking ball?" Some people try. 
I just just enjoy it, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, we, anyway, we're taking too much out over here lately, but hey, people need to calm down. All good. All cats, everything. Your Braves got some slick, got some slick uh, city connect. Like I said, I may, I may break down. Have to get. I've bought a cap in a while. Like I've yeah. been on a. It's probably my longest drought. Mm-hmm. That's right, Sammy. It has been a long drought. Hadn't it been Sammy. Yep. That, that dog is a freaking jerk. <laughs> they they're doing. I told you they're they're doing something at the cornfield, and Sammy thinks he owns the whole cornfield. He's barking at him. <laughs> like if you don't get. <laughs> We don't calm this down. <laughs> anyway, always fun, man, to chop yes, it up too. with you. Mm-hmm. Thanks and, to uh, JR. Thanks to you. Family. Yeah, uh, we, we rocking and rolling. That's why I love what we do. And, you know, we're going to talk about some Kentucky because that's the thing. But there's a lot of other stuff to talk about in the sports world, man. Absolutely. So I'll catch some of these playoffs, you know, what little bit I can of the West Coast before I go to sleep and keep up with the East. And, are, the, are the Rockets in the playoffs? Who they play? Uh, they are playing coach and search, and <laughs> I, you know, you should be. I, you know, I gotta have a little bit of fun with you. But, and Lakers was, might get boat race. Who knows, man? Yeah, this anything's, dog is ridiculous. Anything is possible. <laughs> possible. <laughs> we'll see everybody next week. Been a lot of fun. Thank you, TB. Thanks to Jr. The boss man. Appreciate the BS3 network. You can watch this on Roku and listen on all kinds of platforms. And we'll be back next week to see what happens, man. Lakers might be up 3 0 next time we play. Hey, they, I, yeah, they could be. It's going to be knows? fun. It's going to be fun. I just don't want to see LeBron have to be superhuman for three or four games this first round. That's right. Got to. And have nothing left for whoever they get in the second. I try to try to save him a little bit now. It's that time. But if but it. if they but if they mess around, get to the second round. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's right. All right. <laughs> we'll talk about it all next week. Yes, Y'all sir. Always fun. See everybody next week. Cat Talk Wednesday. TB, Vinny. We see y'all next week.